I think that's what's great about every job is there's something different and it I love a challenge and like get my brain thinking about how that is going to work or you know it's just the challenge of trying to work something out I think that's for me that's the best thing about the job ever wondered what the creative process is behind the films tv shows and theatre productions you watch well crew chats is a new podcast going behind the scenes and chatting to the crew that help make these productions i'm Poonam and i usually work in the costume department whenever i tell people what i do they're always fascinated so i thought wouldn't it be cool to hear more from the wonderful people who work behind the scenes to make the films and shows we all love today's guest is vicky westgarth who studied 3d crafts at the university of brighton after graduating vicky did a job making books for kids with learning and physical disabilities for a year and later went to traveling upon returning vicky wasn't sure which direction she wanted to take her career in and so began by doing some work experience at the Royal Exchange Theatre in Manchester which then led to paid work. From this Vicky began working for costume props maker Ivo Coveney for a number of years on films and theatre productions across the country before moving to London as a costume props and jewellery maker in the film industry. More recently Vicky has moved to Dorset with her young family where she works as a freelance maker. Vicky has worked on productions such as Exodus, Thor the Dark World, Assassin's Creed and Star Wars The Last Jedi to name a few. Hi Vicky. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah for sure. Um, so my first question is going to be you're a costume props and jewellery maker now what does that involve from your perspective? I used to work with you guys obviously in a team and the designer of a film would come to us with a design or an idea and then the we'd have to try and turn it into a 3D ob- 3D object. Um, you use a variety of materials, don't you? It's not stri- like props encompasses so much, doesn't it? Aside from just metal, which I guess the jewellery element of it. Um, what kind of materials are you using? Because you've got a background in fabrication, in metal, in plastic, in probably more random materials that I can't name as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do you do tend to use a lot of different materials, but it depends on what the object needs to do or look like, you know. So, I mean, we've used a lot of metal, you know, on our jobs, haven't we? But uh, yeah, I mean, it can be plastic. We can we do mold making, fabric. Which is just whatever works really for the piece that the designer wants. Yeah, I am. Um, that's definitely true. It's definitely. Um... It's a very yeah. varied department. So how did you get into the world of costume? So I did um, 3D crafts at Brighton Uni and um, the course was kind of really broad and open and it didn't really, it was more based or aimed at people that wanted to be artists and like make their own work and sell their own work and I kind of came out of that and didn't really know what I wanted to do but I knew that I liked making things. I did um I mastered in um, metal and plastics, so I did silversmithing and um, mould making. But yeah, I, d- I finished the course and I was like, oh, what do I do? So I decided to take a bit of a break because it all got a bit much, <laughs> to be honest. And I just needed to like step away from the situation mm-hmm. to realise that I really enjoy making things. I did a little job in London at a place called Bag Books that made multi-sensory storybooks for kids with learning difficulties and physical um, disabilities. Oh, wow. So uh, that was really good. I just did a year. And then my boyfriend at the time lived in Manchester. So I decided to move back up to Manchester. And, yeah, I just wanted to, like, 
take a break from it so I went and worked for the NHS for a bit just doing a, a bank job working in the in the filing department which was like so boring but it, like, <laughs> it did me a bit of good for a while and then I went traveling for about six months to Australia and New Zealand and I gave myself that time I kind of said to myself when I get back from traveling I'm gonna get in touch with theatres in Manchester just to like put feelers out and see what see what's out there really job wise so I got in touch with quite a few in Manchester but then there was only one that really offered me any work and it was the Royal Exchange in Manchester and um, ended up being there I think it was like a couple of weeks I did voluntary because I just I felt like I wanted to prove myself first and then they paid me for a few weeks which was great and then they ran out of work and they said to me um we know a company that really needs a set painter can you paint and I was like uh (laughs) no but I can learn (laughs) so I went there and I did that for 18 months so I learned how to upscale drawings and and do paint sets and backdrops and stuff so that was amazing wow I mean it was really it was like hardcore cold floors in a cold warehouse and um yeah it was like long long shifts just like 24 hour shifts and stuff and you know so yeah did that and then I met quite like different people there and there was a one person called Alan Henry that he was an amazing sculptor and he said to me you know I know someone in the film industry who also does theatre if you want his number so I got Bokovany's number and he employed me just for a weekend I think it was on Hellboy 2 went there and uh, I was just amazed at what he made at the time and he just said to me you know I haven't got enough work for an extra person but I'll get you in you know when I can so I went and did some work a mascot making company in Manchester for a while and then yeah so learned that and then I went back to Ivo's then um, he got loads of work in and oh, I think I worked for him for about four years wow. and we we did film and theatre we used to we used to move like up and down the country so we used to move to London for jobs and then when the job had finished we'd move back up to Manchester and do maybe a theatre job but yeah it was it was it was weird because it was like you know step stepping stones to to getting into film you picked up so many skills along the way and then when did you sort of become a freelancer on your own right and then go into sort of working in your own like finding your own work down in London I guess well I worked for Ivo for four years and it was amazing to work for Ivo because the skills that I learned you know he took me under his wing, wing and he taught me a lot of skills and we did Prometheus and I'd made like a lot of friends on that job and I think I'd split up with my fella at that time and I just was like you know what like I'll just stay down here so I said to Ivo you know I'm, I'm just going to stay in London and at that time I think he was going back up north and I wouldn't be working for him anymore so but like in the world of freelance you can always go and work for you know different people and different jobs yeah. and stuff so um I did work for him again for a couple of times but yeah just I set up like uh, with a couple of mates off Prometheus and we moved in together and I got a jewellery uh, making bench and started making jewellery again because I'd been doing a lot of prop making and mold making with Ivo like fiberglassing and everything and I thought actually I'm gonna try and do like silversmithing again so started in my bedroom and I'm 
did some etching of pictures of my family and then people saw it and were just you know it's beautiful so I started my own little business doing that so it was etching people's pictures onto um, silver and making it into jewellery and key rings and I kind of did that alongside work which worked for a while but then the more the film work picked up it was a bit tricky to do. I don't know I kind of discovered that actually I could make more than I thought I could on my own and it gave me the confidence to to go it alone basically so and I got a job um, doing some jewellery for the Olympics and the ceremony. I think it was the opening ceremony, um, which was amazing. And then I just, yeah, I kept getting little jobs in. And then, yeah, so we did. Um, so I got offered a job on Exodus and then that was doing jewellery making. And that was like amazing because there was just so many people on this job with loads of different skills and it was just it was just such a good job um and that was the start of it I think really was that job and then people started saying oh Vicky makes jewelry Vicky makes jewelry um I met Lorenzo on that on Exodus as well and then I think I said to Lorenzo you know would you would you employ me and he's like yeah yeah of course I would so I started working for Lorenzo then and which is amazing because he's such a good person to work for you know he's um, you're forgetting lovely. the most important person that you met on that job which was me oh yeah sorry. <laughs> 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 how can I forget <laughs> but you didn't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no sorry go on carry on no it's true but Lorenzo is great to work for I have to say yeah yeah so yeah so that's that's kind of I worked for Lorenzo then for I want to say another four years but it might be longer I can't remember six years six years oh wow so yeah so but obviously I left working for Lorenzo and I left London last year because I had a toddler and twins on the way so we decided that you know we'd move to Dorset which has been amazing and set up a little workshop hopefully that I can still work like the boys are five months now and I'm hoping in a few months I'll be able to start working again and get freelance jobs in so we'll see Actually, you've touched upon that. So I was, is that, um, how was it uh, working with a kid being part of the nine to five, as it were? It's tricky. I'm not going to lie. And you do feel guilty. I, I felt very guilty because sometimes you do have to we- leave work early or, you know, or, but people, if you've got somebody that understands, that's amazing in the film industry, you know, and there's quite a few people now who, who understand it and who let you, let you do that which is really good I think you know because there's a lot of talented people who've got kids <laughs> yeah and, yeah know, I think we um so one of the previous episodes I think it was Sammy Sheldon's episode and she said it's kind of you don't lose you're not losing people but you're losing their skills if they if they're yeah. not able to kind of work whilst if, if they've chosen to have children and then work then there yeah. should there should be an element of flexibility so I think yeah you're right there's there are more and more people willing to sort of be flexible which is good yeah it's tricky but it's doable you just gotta find a way of you know making it work <laughs> <laughs> and then um you've moved like you said you moved to Dorset and your planet well you have actually sort of done um I guess outsource work um yeah from your like your home in Dorset um I guess that's your long-term plan as well how has that been like not being in the studio I it's yeah it's really strange because like we worked together for a long time yeah. and you know you have other people to bounce ideas off or say oh what do you think about this and 
so that I missed that I really missed that I mean I was working <laughs> when I moved here last year because I thought I was leaving film that was it but I kept getting phone calls for jobs and I was like actually I could carry this on you know I can make money yeah. so and I worked in my father-in-law's shed and honestly I'm not joking it was so tiny and I was doing <laughs> you know doing the centre craft like mold making and everything and um in this little shed it was crazy but it's great that you can work remotely you know and that people still need you to do that so it was re- it's really good that I can do that but obviously I do miss working in a team definitely loved you do what we do actually when we've worked together we've worked a lot with metal and your previous experience has been um, amongst other things with metal and um, mm. what do you love about the material like a really strange question to you can do so much with it I don't know it's such a hard material but I mean I love soldering that's like my favorite job is just I could solder till the cows come home <laughs> but um it's just so satisfying like you know you put pieces of metal together and then just watch the solder flow I don't know it's just yeah no I love that um you know you make something and you solder it and it's heated and it goes all manky and then you put it in the pickle which cleans the metal and then you polish it up and oh my god it's like it looks miles better and I just think that's so satisfying as well that you clean it up and it just looks amazing yeah. yeah it's gone from this kind of like well first he's gone from like this flat thing to then like a 3d thing and then like a really gross looking not gross it's I mean it yeah, has, yeah some dirty. Like dirty looking thing to then something shiny yeah. and beautiful yeah um, you said you mentioned soldering could you just briefly explain what soldering is just in case people don't know yeah so you just well you've got two I would like several pieces of metal and you put some flux on it which cleans the metal and then you have solder and you have different types of solder like you have ledge free solder and um silver solder and then you kind of put little pieces of the solder along the join or wherever the two the two pieces of metal meet and then you heat it up and then the solder will then hopefully <laughs> not always like flow where you need it to so it joins the two pieces of metal and then you and then you quench it in water cool it and it it's really solid solid thing cool thank you I just wanted just in case people are wondering what soldering is yeah that's what it is um and so you've had a variety of jobs you've worked in the theater you've worked in films you've worked in ads you worked um making like shop fronts you've made Mm. creature heads you've done all sorts of Mm. things how does it all compare and what's your favorite I know you've touched upon the metal but like what's your favorite type of job um it's tricky really because in every job I think there's something that you enjoy like even the the shop fronts and everything I quite enjoyed that because I it was woodwork like I turned up to I think it was forever 21 and um they just said oh are you any good with wood and I was like well you know give it a go and um yeah I made these like big light boxes and that was I really enjoyed that and I think I think that was what's great about every job is there's something different and it I love a challenge and like get my brain thinking about how that is going to work or you know it's just the challenge of trying to work something out I think that's for me that's the best thing about the job yeah the variety I think everyone said that the variety and then the problem solving aspect of it because it keeps yeah. your brain I guess it keeps your brain whirring over in in a creative way which you don't always get do you so no that's true on that note if someone gives you a brief like a designer gives you a brief or your boss gives you a brief um how do you start well so you kind of get different materials together and depends what they've given you because some designers will give you 
images that are you know exactly what they want or they'll do drawings of exactly what they want so that's really quite easy if they don't and they just describe it or they'll give you a mood board or whatever and is you have to kind of zone it down into something that they like so you do end up making quite a few pieces before you find something that they really want and they might they might say oh I like that but I like that and you have to merge the two ideas it's kind of experimenting at first and then when they see it I think it really helps the designers to see it in a physical form and then they'll actually realize actually I don't like that oh I like that so yeah that's you know that's mainly what we do at first and then they'll decide that that's that's what they want and then you'll make the real thing there's often a lot of like proto like you say there's a lot of prototyping isn't there yeah and then they're picking bits that they may or may not like from each thing um so what advice would you give to someone that's coming into this world well I'd say a couple of things really and I've only learned this through my own experience of doing it I think one the first thing I'd say is it's not just about what you know it's about who you are and if you you're a nice person and you get on with people you might think you might be scared and think I don't know anything or I don't know how to do anything and if you're a a creative person you know you can learn on the job and if people are willing to give you that opportunity then don't be scared because you can learn on the job and I think it's about you as a person and if you if you get on with people and you're a nice part of a team that stands out a lot you know you can learn skills it's not always about what you know to start with you know later down the line you'll obviously learn more skills but I think that's that's what I'd say and then two I'd say (laughs) get in touch with people and put the feelers out there but don't mind the people maybe you know send an email and then you could always send a follow-up email or a phone call but then I'd leave it at that. Mm. Um, that's good advice actually especially the, the I resonate the, the first thing you said is true I think a lot of the stuff I think other people have said this too and I maybe people aren't I don't know maybe people don't say it as much but you do learn a lot actually when you're working I feel like compared to what I would have learned at university or school or whatever um, doesn't compare to compare at all to when you're actually physically in the place like problem solving or seeing people around you who are more experienced and how they approach things and that kind yeah. of than how you learn as well so I definitely yeah. agree with you there not like to be to yeah to have that confidence and to know that actually you can do something so I think yeah that's good advice yeah yeah what inspires you so I would say it's always inspired me but my family's always inspired me and because when I was at uni the jewellery that I made um, had images of my like loved ones on it and they'd kind of open out into, you know, you could see the image as you open them out. Or, and that's where my ex-jewellery came from, was having a piece of jewellery that's got a picture of your loved one on that you can just look at all the time. <laughs> I know I've had kids, you know, I feel that more as well. Like, it's definitely the love of my family <laughs> that inspires me. I, I know it sounds cheesy, but no it doesn't sound cheesy I think that's really nice um and just about you actually just as you mentioned you mentioned previously as well you did have your own you do actually currently still have your own business called etch um and it is like as you mentioned the etch jewelry and images how was it setting that up and then also having that alongside your work in film it was really tricky to be honest because film work I don't want to use the word intense but you know you do a long day you come home you don't really want to have to do any more work 
so I'll be honest with you I've not I've not carried etch on like for a long time and it's really nice but I think at this time in my life I've just put it on hold and I might pick it up later down the line but I'm kind of just in a little pit stop at the minute but yeah it was definitely tricky doing that alongside film and also I didn't make much money from it so you know when you get offered film work and it's a lot better money you just there's no competition to that which is a shame because you know making your own pieces and your own work is lovely but it's just people don't understand why something could cost x amount of money because they don't understand how many hours you put in to make handmade pieces and I think that's a tricky thing is it's you can't charge too much but you have to charge enough to cover your time yeah so it's, it's really tricky yeah it's true I think um often with things like that handmade people kind of are like wow that's so expensive but mm-hmm. like you say there's so much time and effort that goes into making so, even the most simplest things so it's often yeah. you don't really account for that when you're online shopping for these things so my final question then to you is what do you most enjoy about what you do uh for me working in a team of people that you get on with I mean you know there's a lot of nice people in the film world and you get to work with a lot of different people as well so yeah I'd say the people jobs are so different as well I think that's what I love about it is it's different every job keeps you interested (laughs) yeah I definitely agree it's definitely one the people that you meet is definitely one of the perks of the job 100% and there's always even if we even if as a team we're the same team so often when we go into other onto other jobs everyone else on the team is different so you always meeting new people in that way as well yeah um so that brings me on to my final question which which is what are your three favorite to watch recommendations so um my first one is like my first memory of film and I always remember bed knobs and broomsticks um I've not watched it in a long time, but I just remember I was mesmerised by the the effects of it. Like it's like I don't know if you've seen it. No. It's live live action and then animation, and that's what stuck is stuck in my memory. Is you know I was just amazed by how they did that. Um, so that's my first one, and then the second one is is kind of joint. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and the Borrowers. because I think they were the first films that made me start thinking about like the scenery and props and you know the way things are made and the fact that the the people are shrunk down um and I love that like the big worlds I I don't know there's something about uh, you know miniature people that I love uh, like with the the huge sets and everything I just yeah so they're, they they're kind of joint second and then third for me is Game of Thrones because I got so sucked into it and I actually watched it twice because my husband did didn't watch it yeah I did oh. um it's a lot of watching but <laughs> and I missed so much the first time like watching it the second time I kind of got things that I missed before but obviously the end was shit <laughs> no you have to cut that out you have to cut that out <laughs> um, you could say I'm the just, ending wasn't what you were expecting yeah okay sorry the ending wasn't what I expected um but just 
the storyline and how like I just found it amazing and I loved it I was like dying to watch the next episode week by week so for me yeah I loved it I loved it that's it uh, I um for once I've seen three out of the four things you've mentioned so it makes me kind of happy because people are like you haven't seen so many things like what are those movies <laughs> no but um the borrowers and honey are struck the kids there is something nice like I know what you mean there is something really nice about the because I remember from the borrowers especially like they would have little matchboxes as their bags mm. or something like mm-hmm. that and it was just the ingenuity. symbols the seats yeah and, oh, it's so it's just magical isn't it it's, yeah mm. And I remember I was trying to recreate it for my like little dolls that I had as well, like unsuccessfully yeah. obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> there is something really nice about it and very creative yeah. about it too. And likewise with Game of Thrones, I too was on it. I came to it quite late, but I think I was on like with I got sucked in pretty quick. Like I think most people that watch it actually. Um I think at first you're like, Oh my god, what is this? But then the more you watch it, you're just like, geez, it's clever. It's really clever. Yeah, it is. I think the initial, the incest maybe in the first season puts people yeah. off. A lot yeah. of people are like, it's just, it's just incest. But you've got to watch it kind of past the first season. Um, yeah. And yeah, you'll see why everyone keeps raving about it. Um, thank you for your recommendations, Vicky, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Oh, and, thank you for having me. I love it. Keep going, Poonam. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Vicky. Tune into the next episode where I'll be speaking to art director Sam Leake. And if you get a moment, could you please like, follow or subscribe on your podcast platform and follow the Crew Chats podcast on Instagram. Thank you.